0: hey sam hey Teresa. what's up
1: just moved my brother into college which was interesting because i felt like kind of a spy <laughs> like it was all these freshmen moving in and it was like they don't know that i don't go here
0: <laughs> but that's so embarrassing <laughs> that you just
1: <laughs> it's like the meme of the guy standing back against the wall <laughs>
0: Why is that literally older sibling vibes being like, this is about me. This is about me. I'm moving my little brother in, but no, it's about me. They don't know that I don't go here. (laughs) Um,
1: But it was like walking through the halls of freshmen and be like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you and I'll never know you. Um, But it was great to see him all settled. And now I'm going back to school tomorrow. What's up with you?
0: I mean, also, like, um, are you not concerned that you look enough like a freshman that it would be like someone would easily confuse you? No,
1: I mean, like, I still get asked if I'm in high school every once in a while. So I think I yeah. <laughs> just have like... Stay baby humble.
0: Baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week's been good. I just started school, um, but I class Tuesday and Wednesday, but there was like flooding on Wednesday in Philly. And Thursday was beautiful outside, but the Schuylkill River was flooded, so I didn't have class yesterday, and I don't have class on Friday, and Labor Day is on Monday. So yeah, I will just not have class for like five days. Um, So so, yay, senior year. (laughs) Sounds Um, like
1: an ideal way to start.
0: Yes, and yeah, but I'm super excited for today's episode where we will be interviewing Samuel Kishi over a cup of peppermint tea.
1: Great, let's get into it.
0: So for today's drink, we have chosen a peppermint tea, um, which is honestly one of my favorite teas because it is just like refreshing and it clears out my sinuses. I feel like in the winter, um, I am honestly not a huge peppermint fan other than peppermint tea. I hate peppermint patties. I don't really like candy canes. Um... I like peppermint toothpaste, though, to brush my teeth with. (laughs) But other than that, peppermint tea is one of the few peppermint products that I endorse. What about you, Sam?
1: I feel like I'm fully neutral on peppermint. Like, if it's there, it's good. I feel like the one thing about peppermint that I don't love, every other mint makes your breath smell better. Peppermint makes your breath smell like, eh, like a candy cane. So, But on the tea front, peppermint tea is great. Uh, It's like relaxing. It's a little bit sharp. You know, it just has all the notes that you need in a great tea. So I fully agree. This gets two thumbs up from me. But today we are very excited to be talking to the Mexican film director, Samuel Kishi Leopo. He is an incredible director in general, and uh, he had a film come out in 2019, Los Lobos, which you can now access on HBO Max, that is absolutely incredible. So we'll be talking to him about his work in film and um, just kind of how he got his start in the industry in general. Uh, Teresa, what did you think of the film?
0: Yes, I'm so excited to interview Samuel because I reviewed and watched Los Lobos for The Q and it was just incredible. Um, Also, the two main characters are these adorable little boys who are brothers in real life. Um, And they're just like, it's just like, how can you not love watching them on screen? And it's just a really, really powerful film in the sense that, Um, It uses a lot of different mediums to tell the story. There's animation, there's um, shots of real people. Um, There's also, you know, the fictional storytelling. So just a lot of different elements woven together um, to tell this beautiful story um, about this mother and her two kids who just immigrated to the United States. Um, So yeah, with that, should we call them up right now? Great, let's call him up. Hi. Hello. Hello.
2: Hi, Teresa. Hi, Sam.
0: Hi, how are you?
2: Fine. And you? How are you doing?
0: Good. I like your um, background. Oh, Very calming so space, got some plants.
2: <laughs> yeah, my, my plants, my a little messy books, because uh,
0: I know. Of, uh,
2: graphic novels and, well, novels generally. What <laughs> are my books for uh, my new research or my new projects?
0: <laughs> this oh, is huh? like an intentional setup. You're like thinking, yeah. you asking. Um, <laughs> over here, you'll see <laughs> my <laughs> books. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to hop onto this podcast. We're super excited to talk to you. As I said, I am a huge fan of your movie thought it was um I don't really cry and I cried so <laughs> that says a lot <laughs> um but yeah do we want to just jump into it Sam?
1: Sure yeah let's jump into it um so I guess we just want some like background on you first so like what initially got you into filmmaking um and I guess after you went into it how did you know you wanted to pursue it as a profession?
0: Well
2: Sorry for my rusty English first, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to, to, to communicate properly. So uh, when I was a, a little boy, like I remember nine or 10 years old, my father and my mother uh, get divorced and my, my father has a little video camera, all, all video camera. So uh, my father leaves the video camera in, in our home and my brother Kenji, who also is the musician of Los Lobos, uh, we discovered this, this camera and it was magical. We get this camera and start to record our adventures in home and so, and then go out with our friends and start to make very, very crappy short films, cheesy and crappy short films, but I was learning about filmmaking and editing with uh, this old uh, VH, VHS. Um, yeah, very, very, very old. Uh, this RCA, RCA cables and yeah, very rustic. So that was my, my first approach. But when I get uh, older in my teenage in my shoot in high school. Uh, I don't know if it's if high school in, in Mexico, it's called uh, secundaria, but I was 12 years old. So, my friends, everybody in, in, in my classroom say says, Samuel, you have to put on the TV at uh, 11 o'clock in the night because there are a lot of uh, naked women in the TV say, really? At that time? Yes. Channel 7, 11 o'clock. Okay. So I was really, really nervous. So I put, uh, I wait until uh, the the, the, the night goes on and 11 o'clock and put on the TV. And I discovered this weird uh, TV show uh, that one guy, starts to recommending films. Films from the uh, Stanley Kubrick, films from the, the, the French New Wave, uh, Pasolini, these all uh, wonderful uh, directors and they put the films. So yeah, I see a lot of uh, French uh, movies and then they, they have a lot of uh, naked scenes, but uh, when I was waiting to see this uh, naked people, and I was uh, very excited, so oh, okay, okay, I watched the entire film. So I was learning about uh, filmmaking, uh, waiting for uh, for the porn. Yeah, so I I, I can say that the the, the love <laughs> I was in uh, in loving uh, falling in love of of uh, filmmaking. Watching uh, this uh, French strange film because in that time, well, I remember I I I, I watched a lot of Power Rangers, uh, Prince of Blair, that another kind of uh, of uh, image, another kind of of, of uh, TV shows. So for me, uh, taking this weird approach was like a big bang to my to, to my, my brain, so my brother and I uh, fall in love with with films. So we uh, we are uh, talking in that time about oh you see that film yeah 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 and we start to buying uh, a lot of uh, magazines, uh, Cinemania, Cinépremier, these uh, these uh, uh, cinema magazines, and then uh, we start to rent a lot of films in. Blockbuster in Mexico, there's a lot, uh, there was this uh, Video Centro, it's called, uh, and in my neighborhood, we have uh, uh, two strange places. One Video Centro, who has a, a lot of uh, art, uh, art movies, art house movies, and uh, there's another uh, center. I don't, I don't remember the name, but they have a lot of, of, of movies. And we have our strange guy like Tarantino who recommends this strange movie. So ah, you, you have to see this, this one and this one. So I remember my mom, she worked all day. So uh, because she don't have a, a lot of time uh, with us, she talked with the people in the, in the Blockbuster and the Video Centro and says, OK, if these little guys want to rent a film, okay, I, 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 they, they have uh, good judgment. Yeah, they have a good judgment. So I trust in these guys. So please rent, uh, let him uh, to rent that, that kind of films. And yes, we see the films and talk with my mother about the films. Another thing who for me was really, really important was uh, my mom uh, raises with uh, a lot of stories. She's a storyteller, but more than, than, than films, and, and uh, she's more uh, a big fan from uh, radio, radio shows. And also uh, she's a fan about podcast right now. So she has this wonderful dream uh, when she was uh, very young, that she wants to, to be a journalist and she wants uh, to, to make his own radio show. So she start to practice with us. So when she goes back to work, she uh, uh, starts to reading a lot of uh, stories to us. So, yeah, so I, I can tell that uh, my brother, my sister and I, we raised with with hearing a lot of stories. And my mom, she made his dream come true. She uh, has his own uh, radio show. And I remember then I was like, uh, yeah, 10 years old. My brother has uh, eight years old and my sister four years old. So we put uh, on the, the radio at nine o'clock and she has uh, 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 this, this radio show and in this radio show, my mom talk with the, all the audience and uh, she tell to the audience, okay, please describe me the city, your night. Describe me your, your, uh, your work in this time. How is Guadalajara? What's the ambience? So a lot of people start to call. So nurses from the hospital to tell them, I see ghosts in the hospital. So imagine that I, I was a, a little boy and heard that in the night, ghost really. So I, I feed my imagination with this incredible uh, show and in, in hearing a lot of people from Guadalajara. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's why I, I think I, I fall in love about stories. I fall in love about uh, with with the radio and yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so, first of all, that was definitely not the story we expected with the 11 o'clock. But um, we were gonna ask, actually, you already answered a lot of this question, but um, we read that, you know, the Los Lobos is semi-autobiographical. And you talked about obviously some of those, or I can see some of those similarities in the film. Um, Are there other parts that are um, true to sort of your personal experience, besides the ones you briefly talked about, and like which parts um, are like entirely fiction.
2: Well, uh, the parts that are uh, like uh, very very autobiographical was uh, we moved to Santana, California when I was uh, five years old. We moved with on tourist visas, uh, a couple of uh, toys, uh, a few clothes, and this uh, cassette recorder in this cassette recorder yeah my mom uh, record uh, English lessons uh, stories uh, the rules of the house and uh, she tells us well uh, if you miss me I-, I-, I have to go to work so if you miss me guys put play in the recorder and I'm with you in, in-, in this tape okay so my brother and I start to Build this imaginary world with my mom voice, but we remember. I, I remember that uh, we moved to uh, Santana, and in, in the neighborhood was Bishop Manor. I, I think so. So in, in Bishop Manor, there's it's a, a neighborhood, a very multicultural uh, neighborhood. So I remember uh, my brother and I explored the neighborhood uh, through the window and hear a, a lot of a strange language. Well, we, we hear Spanish, but also Cantonese, and also, uh, uh, I don't remember if a uh, Korean, but it was really, really strange because I was living in, in Guadalajara when a lot of people, everybody uh, talks uh, in Spanish. In that time, it's very, it was very, very strange to hear um, English, uh, yeah, English. So in that time, uh, imagine to, to hear this this uh, two or three languages that you, you don't even know that that kind of uh, words exist. So that was the part that uh, really really true in the story. So in the fiction, Miss uh, Mister and Missus Chang. Uh, well, in reality it doesn't exist. But for me, was very, very important uh, put these characters because they're another kind of, of immigrants, but also are the same, we are the same because even through the, the barriers of the language, the chance understand uh, the drama of Lucia, Max and Leo. And for me, that was really, really important that everybody, everybody, we are immigrants. And we we, we have histories of immigration. And we are the same. And for me, uh, uh, Los Lobos is um, is how uh, the people uh, is doing this resilience and uh, empathetic. uh, uh, work I- uh, through each other. So that's, that's, that's the kind of, of, of story I want to talk about. So yes, and I have uh, to adapt uh, another things in, in my life uh, to, the, to the film. Like, yeah, when I was a little boy, a lot of um, friends uh, do this kind of invasion to our home. But not in, in the United States, it was in Guadalajara. But uh, I, I try to adapt this, this story to uh, Los Lobos' story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's super interesting. And I think you can totally see like the immigrant experiences coming together as the film goes on. But I think one thing I wanted to ask about is the, the radio um that you talked about earlier in that importance of sound and i was wondering i know people don't see radio as super important now but i'm wondering like what do you see the role of like podcasts or audio storytelling within your filmmaking
2: wow it's, it's really 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 important the sound the sound of the radio is fit it's fit or imagination so for me, the, the, uh, the radio it's it's very cinematographic. Even more than TV. TV it's 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 like uh, processed food. Most of the, the, te- the television it's like yeah yeah it's fast food. And the radio no, the radio. You 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 can put the radio like uh, an ambience, but the. For me, the the radio is, it's an approach to how to, Well, I I feel like, I don't feel alone with the radio. It's strange that I I say that, Uh, yeah. I don't feel alone with the radio. I I, I feel, uh, I have this warm company. And and I I think uh, the the, the radio has this, Another right now another kind of of, of approach than TV uh, most uh, than, than 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 television and and most that that, that, scene, that films because well right now I'm I'm hearing a lot of podcasts one of my favorites is um, Radio Ambulante it's it's a NPR show I think so and they are doing a lot of uh, research to tell. Uh, stories from Latin America. So uh, I don't see that kind of uh, language right now in, in, in television that and sorry if I repeat this, but I, I, I grow uh, my imagination here in the radio. I uh, grow a, a imagining uh, how the people describe his stories describe his country, describe, yeah, a lot of things. And the radio uh, for the creators, uh, uh, the creators of this uh, language, they have a a lot of um, challenge because you have to think how you wanna tell this kind of story, what kind of songs there are, important to tell a story not only with the with, with the word. So yeah, yeah. Sorry for my, my 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 answer is like uh, in, in the in the sky like yeah
0: but no i love it and like also just like hearing you talk about like different mediums of art and storytelling beyond film. Um obviously one of my favorite parts of the film was the animations and how like you made Max and Leo's um drawings come to life. So what sort of gave you the idea to do these animations? And what do you think, like they added to the film? And what wouldn't what wouldn't have been there in the film if those weren't there?
1: Yeah, well,
2: it's, it's very interesting your your, your, your your question, because I think it's a bridge with, with the, about the, the importance of the sound in the radio. Because when I was doing the, the rehearsals with the kids, I have this uh, little digital recorder. So one of the exercises was uh, an, ima- an imagination exercise. Marta Reyes, the actress and I, we, we put the kids uh, doing this little draws. And I say, okay, uh, please, Max and Leo, can you draw um, uh, uh, a wolf? And please tell me the the adventures. The, what kind of adventures uh, have these little wolves? So Max and Leo start to to draw this, uh, these, these these wolves, and I start to record. And the kids start to talk. Yeah, I have these big powers, and and Leo uh, starts to talk with Max and, and says uh, to Max and. What 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 are my powers? Ah, You have big elasticity only, but I I can destroy things. No no you only have big elasticity. Okay, (laughs) so uh, I put stop to the recorder, and again start to hearing the 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 games of of the voice, and I say yeah this is this is uh, we have something here. Uh, I watch Los Lobos of, of the drawings the, the draws, the draws of, of Los Lobos, and I say, okay, talk with the animation artist and say, what if we use the sound and with this uh, little draws of Max and Leo and do this a little exercise, uh, this animation exercise, and so we did we did a, an animatic, a storyboard and then an animatic put the sound with the, the, the animatic together and was wonderful was magical and i say of course the 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 the, 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 the wolves these little wolves they're going to be the alter egos of max and leo because most of the film uh, is in the uh, sorry most of the film is in this uh, in this four walls in this little apartment so all the crew and I were, were thinking how we can make this more fresh and how these little boys can escape from these four walls. So the animation, the alter egos, and they, they, they're gonna have these adventures with these monsters and they're gonna assimilate the, the reality with the imagination. So yeah, we start to mix that and, 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 and it was magical.
1: Yeah, and you have brought up so many instances of like how like sound can create magic, how these drawings can create magic, and it seems like this film had so many different things coming together. And I was wondering what was what was some of your biggest challenges while creating this film?
2: Well, I think at the beginning in in the process, the biggest challenge was take distance with my own story. Because At the beginning was uh, really, really tough uh, because I started to write with with Sofia Gomez Cordova and with uh, Luis Briarnos, the the co-writers. And at the beginning I was thinking about be very, very respectful with my own story. And I want to make this story very, very similar to my story. So, when I was uh, doing w- w- the, the second version of the script, I was uh, realized that uh, this is, doesn't gonna work like that because I have to take this distance and start to think in Max, Leo and Lucia, like there are organic, there are organic they have uh, his own life. Max is not me. Leo is not my brother Kenji. Lucia is not my, you know, it's not my mom. They have I, I, I need to uh, make this distance to, to let uh, Max Lucia and, and, and Leo build his own story. who also is my story. It's, 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 a, it's a very uh, it's a paradox I think so but and I remember this, this, little, um, this little book from uh, Saramago, this Spanish writer, and, it, and it's called the Know the Iceland. So Saramago tells that if you wanna know the Iceland, you have to go and see the island with distance. So I start to make this exercise So at the beginning, this was the the biggest challenge. The the second one, I remember when I was studying filmmaking, all the teachers said, please don't work with kids, uh, with animals, and with uh, 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 people very, very old because it's very difficult. I said, really? Why? I, I don't understand why. Because my first future film uh, is called "We Are Mari Peppa. Uh, 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 the protagonists there are adolescents, uh, in fourteen years old and uh, seventeen years old. And they say, no, I, I want to, 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 to make this film uh, with, with with childrens. The, the children I want to make the, the protagonists are the childrens. So everybody tell me, no, it's 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 a big challenge. Uh, Do it's a big mistake. They say, no, no, no. And I, I believe that uh, to work with with kids, the most important thing is you don't have to put you in, in the center as the director. We uh, in in the cinematographic universe, the image of the director is like it's like a god. it's like a, oh, you are the director. Oh, you, you, you know the truth, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're the biggest one. I don't believe in that, that's, that's bullshit. You have to collaborate with your team. In your team are directors too. And my team are these two little boys. So we have to adapt all the work to the time of the children's, the energy of Max and Leo. And talk to the kids like uh, there, are, there, are, uh, there are not stupid. The kids are very intelligent. You don't have to be condescending with, with the, 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 the kids. You have to talk with the truth and say, OK, kids, that this is going to happen. This is the, the work. We are a team. OK. We have to support each other. And if you talk with the kids and with the, the crew, and with everybody, being very, very honest, everything is gonna be fine. And I don't think only in, in, in filmmaking, I think this in, in, in life, you, you have to be very, very, very honest. So I talk with the crew and say, we have to adapt everything to the energy of the children's. Also, yeah, with, with, with the kids, we only, uh, uh, the work is only like uh, six hours, four hours a day, only that. But everybody, we, we have to understand and, and adapt to this. And it was magical when, when I talked with Max and with Leo because we prepare a lot the scenes before the, 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 the production part. So we do a lot of rehearsals and the kids understand what's uh, about the scene, what's the story they're gonna, they, they, they gonna make. So when we do the, 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 the production part, the kids know everything. So Marta, Max and Leon go to the set and boom, Two or three takes only. Yeah, that's it. Let's go home. Yeah, let's go play. And that 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 that's that was wonderful. But if everybody and the crew and the production team, if uh, we try the the other uh, old way, if that, that doesn't gonna work. If we we do the this kind of all filmmaking process like, I'm the director, please, uh, you have to, to do that, what I say only and, and you have to adapt to me. No, I think uh, we have to make uh, another kind, uh, the, uh, another kind of, of, of work and adapting uh, this process of adaptation uh, Filmmaking—it's—it's it's a big process of adaptation. Uh, Directing—it's—it's it's a empathy uh, work, and everybody—we—we—we we, we are learning a lot in this uh, pandemic moments that we have to adapt, and and, and I learned that uh, in in the process.
0: Now, I was going to say there's so many scenes, like I remember that scene where. Um... Or yeah, when the kids raid the house, and you can just see from like Max and Leo's eyes, they're like feeling so guilty about it. And it doesn't seem like they're acting. <laughs> it seems like they're genuinely like, oh my God, <laughs> our mom's gonna be so mad. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just so many scenes that um, I was just like, these are amazing actors, because it just felt very like genuine and like honest what they're doing. Um but yeah, so actually I was gonna ask if you identified more with Max or Leo, but then you said it wasn't like you are not Max and your brother's not one or the other. But you know, if you do identify more with one or the other, um, which one would it be, do you think? Like, which character do you think you're, you were more like when you were a boy?
2: Well, uh, Max, Max, <laughs> uh, but right now I, I, I'm getting old and I understand more Lucia <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh,
0: you're like neither. <laughs> He was like, oh, no,
2: you yeah, see, right. yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, but I, I was, I was uh, Max, my brother, Kenji, it's, it's, it's more like, like Leo. And I was like this little guy who has this kind of big responsibilities. And yeah, and another thing about, you're, you're talking about, the, there are great actors, yeah, because Max and Leo, there are uh, professionals playing enacting. acting is play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you talk with, with, with a, uh, uh, a kid and tell, okay, you are a Superman, you are a Catwoman, you are the, and you give it like, I, I don't know, a, a, a little prop, boom the kids really, really, really act like uh, Superman or Wonder Woman or, yeah, because they have this uh, big capacity of, uh, of imagination and this power of concentration that, yeah, I, I believe my, my game. When we, we start to grow up, uh, we are more conscious of or uh, body, we're more conscious of our reality of, uh, I don't know if, oh, I, uh, of, of, I, I look uh, a little fat in, this, in, in, in the frame. Oh, I look, I don't feel uh, good with, with, with this place. This is my good side. This, okay. Yeah, and the kids, they don't care about that. <laughs> they care about the, the playing in the true of the, of the game. So a really, really good uh, actor, it's a professional of, of, of play. yeah.
0: That was really well said, yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I think those are other questions that we had um, in the interest of time, but thank you so much for hopping on. This was so fun, your stories are so funny. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I guess like our last one would just be like, what are you working on now? Or what are you excited to be working on for the future?
2: Well, I I, recently, I finished a a short film. It's an animation short film about uh, this story about this mother who has a radio show. (laughs) These kids uh, uh, build this imaginary world with the the, the the stories of the, the the city, the people of the the, the city that, that that hearing this this radio show, so it's called the the, the year of the radio. And yeah, and, and another thing, I, I'm working in another uh, three future films. One of them is with uh, Marta Reyes, is the the, the actress of Los Lobos, and it's about this lonely girl who who works in a um, Wax Museum, and it's called, I don't know if it's the right word, uh, immobile, immobile uh, like static, and it's about the, the feeling of the or millennial generation that we can look forward, we can have things, we can have a house. We, it's, it's, it's like a punk story about the no future. And this feeling of I can move. So she works in this Watts Museum with a lot of uh, statues of uh, uh, Lady Gaga and uh, uh, this uh, Vicente Fernandez, uh, these famous people. And uh, she is yeah, she can move. So everybody in this is about this feeling that everybody is looking forward in moving, but we are like this static. So yeah, this is uh, one of the the, the films. The other one is uh, Alondra Left the Nest and it's like um, social drama with a little touch of Western. And it's about this uh, road trip that make um, uh, two uh, older couple from um, from, uh, Guerrero, the mountains of Guerrero and they are looking from uh, his granddaughter, who is in uh, Baja California, the other side of the country, uh, the, his granddaughter immigrate, do uh, the this uh, uh, agricultural immigration in a lot of uh, fields of Mexico. So this couple don't have money, so they have to make this same trip through the fields of Mexico to look and and, and and see his granddaughter. So it's it's about that. And right now I, I have a, a couple of offers uh, from TV shows. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to direct more
1: and happy. Wow. Yeah, there's so much going on. Well, thank you so much for taking the time in your busy schedule to talk to us. And we really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Samuel Kishi and check out his film Los Lobos. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.